So, hi, here's Florian with a new podcast guest. So I would say for the start, introduce yourself. Okay, hi. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Mali Baum. And um, how can I start? I live in Berlin for six years. I'm originally from Tel Aviv. Uh, I built two companies um, while I, I would say, during coming to Berlin. And one of them is W Lounge that I hope um, all of your um, audio uh, um, already know it, which is, we call it the tech ecosystem. It's connecting everything, every layer between technology and money. And otherwise, it's coming up uh, fund of funds, Magda Group, that um, we believe that will disrupt Germany and Europe when it comes to the right network to get you know funding and and communicate with uh, potential investors and and great um portfolio and hopefully we will see much more unicorns coming up out of our ecosystem cool so you have quite a journey behind you and how you said you started in tel aviv so how was it on the beginning why and what was your first company and why did you start it um, while I was in Tel Aviv, I built four companies. So I will tell you about the last one because I was super young while I started. And I think everyone's starting because he feels that he have he has a mission and he can change something significant. Um, so the last one was educational toys for kids. So we had the R&D in Tel Aviv while we had uh, manufacturing um, in China, in the one, which is close to Shenzhen. Uh, the main market was the U.S., but uh, very fast we actually implemented other markets. So it was European, uh, European uh, um, market, and um, and also Asia. So eventually we had forty markets, but it was eight years of leading these companies, having several rounds of investments. Um, also, my husband was part of this uh, company; was head of the design. And it was a journey, like, I think it's, it's a huge part of who I am today. Um, so while taking the decision that the business is okay or, or big enough so I can step it down, we took a decision to move to Berlin. Um, of course, we wanted the kids to, to grow up here, but um, originally all the family is from Berlin. Um, so we felt like we really wanted to, to raise the kids here. So first, what was the main motivation to start your last venture in, in Tel Aviv? And um, how did the, position, uh, the decision process goes down to, to, to give it away and then come to, to a new, new country, to a new city? Um, wow, I mean... There's no one answer for that. There is kind of like, you know, things that you are dealing with and bringing it a certain decision. Um, building the company came from a need. Um, we were like super young parents and we saw, let's say, the potential or the, the amount of also money, but also efforts and knowledge that young parents are um, investing in their kids. So we have two kids today. They are teenagers, but back then they were like super young. And we built a product, um, a line of product that came um, as a competitor to the market because we, I would say, allocated a niche that made us very unique. So 
once we saw the need and um, the niche was like educational toys for kids, but we brought it with a lot of storytelling and characters and a lot of, um, I would say, emotional connections to the market. So even our biggest competitor that were bigger than us, stronger than us in any means or in any level, um, we, we actually... I would say won the shelves because the design was different, the mission was different, the address to the market to the parents uh, was different. So we were a super young company, but with a very very innovative idea and absolutely great product. Um, growing through that and bringing tons of money to the system because the system need to grow. Um, it was very, very, I would say, challenging uh, growing from market to market, each market different need, more product has to come to the market quite fast, while others are like just starting. So there is a lot to deal with. Um, eight years, it's a lot of time. And, um, you know, this is probably was my third baby back then. And, um, and at some point, you feel actually very positive with okay like we've built something and now the baby can go uh, can walk by himself um, and this is I believe a very positive process and I have to tell you that don't forget that back then I was still Israeli with a very Israeli mindset uh, which means you build a company with the big 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 aim to exit uh, while I you know learned so much from being a German in Berlin is it's actually amazing to build company to sustain but the mindset is very different so you you had it you had a company for eight years and then you said uh, it's it's big enough it can uh, survive itself so now i can let it go because it's grown up enough yeah of course we had investors we had partners we had great people so exactly like you know while i build this company I I won't say lucky, but I was um, kind of like pushing very hard. So I was a lot in China, of course, as a production line, and I was a lot in the state and the uh, Nuremberg Toy Fair and you know Kindle and Jugend in Köln and all these I would say professional toy exhibitions. So those brought a lot of good people in my, to into my life and. Um, uh, in New York, I was and still I will be forever because, again, it's people to people, part of a uh, woman in toys licensing entertainment organization, which is a um, women-led organization. Back then, it was 25 years already. And every year, we celebrate the ecosystem. So the women led that, but the men were the biggest supporter. So while being part of their board members, I got... A lot of exposure a to my brand b to a people you know that taking decisions so this is just was me with my small company and huge um, um companies like you know toys r us target walmart and so on but this actually teach me that it doesn't matter if your product is very good and you have i would say you bring smart solution to the market the right people around you will help you but you have to have the right people around you so for me i learned that eventually business is people to people and you have to have these opportunities you know this door to be open to get the chance and this is something i learned through really i thought i'm building the brand i'm pushing the brand but eventually 
I saw very, very fast that because of these people, I really get, what can I say, the best deal, you know, in the company. Yeah, so you, you, you built up the company for eight years. You raised the family on the side or with your family. And then you said suddenly, okay, I will sell it and go to a new country to start over all over again. Or how did it felt to, um, it was, to leave it was, behind you? It wasn't that, uh, you know, clear process. It was like while moving to Berlin, I actually learned a lot about factories here. I, I went to Magdeburg and, and a lot of, um, you know, places that I saw different, different culture and, and, and different um, way of manufacturing. So it was a phase of, of, of change. And I think once I really stepped to Berlin, um, I saw an amazing city, you know, we came from, a, let's say, um, we came from because of personal reason, but I stayed because of business reason. Berlin is amazing, but Berlin is still at least 10 to 15 years behind. So um, I would say as a business mindset or as a business person, you understand that there's so much potential here. There's so much to do. There's so much to learn from other ecosystems like New York and Silicon Valley that I'm still and was very, very involved in and absolutely China, but they did stuff very well and also very bad. So we should take the good things and build it here. And this is exactly what we're doing with W Lounge. Uh, taking the good stuff, bringing it here, bringing smart money, bringing talents, using the amazing assets and talents that we already have here. So these things I learned, let's say, the first year when I, I would say, came to Berlin. Um, and I saw that I had so much to say. So, like, absolutely, I feel that Germany is my home, but Berlin is my mission because I see the potential and I know that we have, yes, the capital, yes, the talent. Um, building Berlin has been a successful global hub. Um, this is something that I found that I would love and, 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 and I would say happy to be part of this progress. And I think we are in this progress this year. Well, you said like uh, Berlin is uh, five years behind. Uh, what do you exactly mean by that? Like where is the Berlin startup sector or the, the industry sector behind? Um, the speed the amount of the capital that is available, um, the awareness of the global market, being a competitor globally and not locally, um, think globally, um, be open for um, local and global, I would say, source of capital. But the main, main, main thing is to grow faster, faster than you see startup or, or companies today. So what is the lack? Why are the, the German companies, would you say, slow? Like, uh, what's the reason for that? Um, there are many reasons. And um, as I always pointed out, diversity is a key because if you are, let's say, three boys from the same university, from the same background, you think that you have this, the best product, but you probably miss tons of opportunities, markets, and potential other users because you're just not aware enough of, of other opportunities for your market. So I think this is one of the problems. We are not diverse enough. Yes, comparing to, to Germany, yes, absolutely. Berlin 
is more diverse, but we are not diverse enough. And when it comes to potential investors, we have public money, which is heaven for someone that came from New York or, or, or Tel Aviv. Um, it's stronger, much stronger infrastructure for entrepreneurship here, but still the money is not available enough, not in the, in the numbers that we want to see. And it's still kept into these family offices, corporates and so on. And corporates and companies have to understand that if they want adapt technology, which means invest into the younger or future economy generation, they will become museum, you know? No one will buy their product if they are not adapt to the younger consumer or to the, the, the technology. But we see it more and more. I, 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 I have to say I'm super, super positive because we see it better and better. Uh, but let's say since I came to Berlin until today, which is almost six years, we are in totally different places. It's it's absolutely fantastic movement. Yeah, uh, I had I had one uh, podcast guest which uh, asked me how I would see the difference between uh, the German or the Berlin startup ecosystem to America, and out of his experience, he said. And it seems like the Berlin people are way too relaxed. They, quote-unquote, chill too much. Um, and he said, like, it's, it seems like the, the Americans work harder. And um, he wonders... I don't if think they work harder, sorry. Um, I think that it's culture. When you don't have a role model, when, when you don't see huge success and you don't believe that you can achieve it, you don't know how to change it. It's also depending how you, how you define huge success. Um, because I'm, I'm wonder if you grow too, too fast, if you can sustain it. Um, it will be definitely interesting to see if a recession hits now in with the coronavirus. Uh, we would see... Uh, which startups are built up in a sustainable way like and can survive and which will die out of just um, the, the market situation what, what's your take on the whole like how we I mean it's a very very good point that you raised here because um, you know if you want to pay your employee as a startup in Tel Aviv or in Silicon Valley or in New York you have to earn a lot of money or to raise a lot of money. If you want to hire top talent to make sure that your product is very good and not only nice to have, it costs a lot of money, which means you cannot have grants or, or money and, and, and live out of it for, let's say, a year or a year and a half. Um, it's absolutely, you know, a marathon. And yeah. there are absolutely fantastic people here in all over Germany, absolutely all over Europe, they're doing this marathon, but it's not enough in, term, in terms of capacity. Like if you will see Waze from, from Tel Aviv, if you will see Mobileye from Tel Aviv, these are people that build stuff from, you know, from scratch and at some point told the company, I'm not saying that this is supposed to be the end of every company, but it's su supposed to give a global asset And, um, and you understand that you have to push to, to be the first to, to win or the first to lead. And we're still not there. 
this is what I meant in growing fast enough. Uh, in terms of Corona, you're totally right. And I'm, I'm, you know, there is a message, if I can send a message here, is that I see and hearing venture capitals and M&A, or mainly corporates, I would say, that actually putting everything on hold right now. And this is disaster. Like, we have to keep moving to not, you know, kill those that still have an opportunity to grow, not, you know, um, take back a term sheet or things that we see because it's not time to invest. It's the opposite. It's the time to reevaluate. It's the time to negotiate. It's the time to invest more. It's the, it's the time to really push the, the, the economy and the ecosystem and the younger generation forward. Uh, maybe slower, for sure, not maybe but absolutely not freeze it. Yeah, out of my perspective, um, the interesting or the good thing about the recession is the recession accounts for everyone. Like uh, in everyone has problems to get money. Everyone has similar issues uh, resulting out of a recession. And so you can still probably build up good companies just in a different way. If I remember correctly, uh, LinkedIn was built in a recession and they were quite slow, I think, or like at least slower, but um, it still worked out. So um, that's also an interesting different topic because you shifted um, a bit, like you went away, away from entrepreneurial, more in the direction of investor. So how did your perspective change? Uh, first as? of all, I have, to, I have to tell you something about what you just mentioned because I think this is the key. You know, even if yeah. I will see W Launch. So W Launch eventually is amazing network that we know how to connect the dots. We bring the right partners, the right speakers, the right audience at the same place that everyone feels that this is a huge value for them. Like if it wasn't a huge value for myself, I wouldn't do it. So... It's very business focused. So this is why the value is there. But Corona time, you know, we're not allowed to do events, which is <laughs> killing me in person because I love it. Um, but we have to kind of like, okay, what we have is an asset and we do understand exactly what we have in, in an asset. But it's really what you mentioned. We focused much more and reshape ourselves. I mean, of course, we will never stop to do events, connection, network, introduction between corporates, between startups. And of course, me being very involved in European Commission is actually bringing another layer of asset to the German ecosystem. So, of course, we won't stop. But, you know, we are reshaping everything right now. And things that they weren't in the priority actually getting first priority which means I was always dreaming about having, you know, online sessions that I can bring superstars from Tel Aviv, New York, Silicon Valley, China, also to communicate with the German ecosystem. And this is about time because now it's super easy. You know, we are all at home. Everyone wants to contribute. Uh, you don't need extra crazy budget for that. Um, corporates that, uh, or I would say conferences that we are collaborating with, we can put them at the, at the forefront. We, they can share more message like eBay and Berlin Partner. They're, they are working so hard to, to, I would say, as a government um, to support the, 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 um, the economy right now so we can bring them to the forefront and they can share it with our community and so on, which means still access to knowledge, to skill, 
has to reshape right now. And this is something that we are working on that. Um, and I believe that we will continue with that even after Corona, because, hey, you know what? We find another channel that we, we, didn't, we didn't put enough effort before. So coming back to your question, um, maybe again, it's the different culture, but I don't believe so. Um, if you build a company and you know how much it's hard to scale and to grow, um, and if I can make it shorter or smarter journey for others, why not? And um, no startup will come today only for the money. They are coming for smart money, which is the, you know, the next generation of, of entrepreneurs, I would say. Um, and the same as investors. Investors are coming or good investors are coming with really great network, which means when their portfolio needs to scale, they know how to support them. So that was my time to understand that being a um, strong ecosystem and be a, a strong connector, this is another layer to, to provide another value. Because when you are connecting people, you're not into deals. You know, it's in other people's decision. But once you are also the connector, but also the investor, you can absolutely be part of the growth and, and take them to the next level and journey and, and for co-investments with other partners, open them for other market, um, strategic partners, um, much more deal flow between the venture capital and so on. So I think this was the, the I would say, the, the kick that, the, you know, um, pushed me to, to, to start to think as an investor and to, to become one. Mm. Would you say um, there's another another layer behind it? So you said already that like uh, the direct um, direction goes more in uh, to smart money. Do you say there's another step to it? Maybe smart money with connections, or I don't know, smart money with employees. Would you say there's another the next there's another level coming up? I mean, let's let's even define what is smart money. You know, either someone just came to me to you and give you, I don't know, uh, 500k. Okay, this is take my money. When you grow, I grow. Um, which which you know, I I did also this mistake when I when I built one of my companies. But smart money it comes with what influential this money is also bringing to this company. Sometimes it's great advisor. Sometimes it's great access to the second round. Sometimes it's someone that is super con connected to the net, to the industry, so it can build or open doors for potential customer, uh, second round of investment, and so on and so on. So when the money comes, not certainly only for the euros, this is a smart money, and today startups are going also for venture capital that they know they they can take care of them not only in this level but for the you know long journey together yeah and um there's like there's like one one issue you said like that uh, that uh, there's not so many money and smart money available in berlin what would you say is a is a way to change this or to fix that I think there is a lot of money in Berlin, in Germany. Uh, I mean, it's a lot of money, absolutely. 
you know, um, as Israeli startup, you have to go outside to, to bring the money or let's say, because let's say the American and the Chinese are very, very hands-on in Israel. So you don't have to go, but they are actually, you know, foreigner money, let's call it. But comparing to that, Germany has all the infrastructure and the source. So there is a lot of money, which is fantastic because we do lay on entrepreneur, entrepreneurship history, you know, successful entrepreneurship history. And smart money becomes like, for example, if you look at the automotive, automobility industry, for example. So those companies that understand that they need to adapt technology and investing in smart mobility or smart tools or even gaming that they are using to upgrade their own process, the products, this is amazing collaboration. So if you are an Israeli and you need to go to New York to, to, to find the right strategic partner for you or the market or the, the right volume of the market for your product, here you actually don't need to go so far away because it's here. So this is something I'm, I'm really, what can I say, I'm really appreciating because I came from a place that it's not like this. Um, and this is something that going back to what you told me, like you feel that or you heard that the startup are to convenience. This is the problem, you know, you need to step in, you need to put yourself in the front, front foot and say that you are building a global product that has to, to solve or going to solve X, Y, Z problems. And those corporates, those, I would say, industry or hidden champions, they need to adapt that more and faster. Yeah, makes sense. Um, we also talked a bit that diversity can help a lot in this, in this whole thing. Um, what, what is diversity for you? Like, how do you define diversity? Um, of course, the, 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 the initial thought, it's like gender diverse. Um, but it's not only. I mean, to be very honest, one of the things that we put on Magda Group is that if there is a venture capital that doesn't have even one woman in the team, or if there is a venture capital that never invested in women, not necessarily only female founder women, but like you understand the team is diverse, we're not going to step in or we're going to give them a chance to change that. Um, I'm super happy to say that. Even already with W Launch, we see great change. You know, even like the biggest name, they are changing. They are adapting this. They understand that this is for their own successful because it's diversity is better for the numbers. It's not an, a social issue. Um, and um, for your question, how I see diversity, um, imagine you have 10 people in your startup. And one person is from Asia and one person is from America and one person is a gay and one person is a lady and one person is a, is a, is a man and one person is a father, one person is a single. I mean, you know how many um, ideas, brainstorming, information can flow into the discussion? Because you're probably covering better um, what you need to know, what you are actually exploring when you need to launch your product or which market to address. 
or what opportunity you have in, in Indian market or in China market? How can you know it if you don't even work with people that understand these markets? So diversity is many things. And, um, and I think it's touched also then gender diversity, but absolutely not, um, not only. So um, if you say um, you try to bring diversity in and you're, how you said, like you're, you're a free, free people company, all similar background, all started from university and you want to open up your startup to more diversity. And it's probably not enough to just look for someone which is just different. What would be the, the key um, personality traits or the key things you would look for which helps you to say, okay, this is, this is a different person, but uh, it should work with them. Um, I mean, first of all, you have to try. I mean, you can never know. But, um, you know, we are talking a lot in Germany, in Berlin, about relocation. Because at some point, we have to be super happy that Berlin is very, very attractive to talent people that's coming from really all over the world. Um, this is how Tel Aviv built itself. This is how Silicon Valley built itself. It's not necessarily only the, the local people or the native people. It's all together. And this mix is very, very good to the business. So um, if the person, or let's say if his personality or her personality is fit to the team and to the mission of the company, I would definitely give it a try. I mean, You can only search and, and, and check and, you know, being very involved in even like, let's say in, in the Berlin tech ecosystem, I see so many people hiring a company, hiring people. Sometimes it's a huge success story that it, they kind of like born in this company and sometimes not, but uh, those companies, those startup or growth startup that are already starting to hire people, they have to be very open. They have to be very open to, uh, to include and to adjust to many different cultures within the company. I mean, it's happening already in a big companies. There's nothing new. But the early, um, I would say, as, as early as you do it, you probably will grow faster and you will uh, build your company for success. Yeah, and it's a good guideline to just check if they are committed to the goal and to the vision of the company, and then you have a good, a good guideline that they probably will, will it will work really well, and the rest is tryout. How you said? So yes, we are even uh, working on something that actually will allocate students already to work within the corporates, you know, there is also a pain point that there is a lack of communication between both of these parties, which they really, really need each other. So yeah. this is also something that we are working on the pipeline. Yeah, definitely. So uh, we already talked a bit about uh, um, the woman in tech or woman in entrepreneurship situation. Um, sadly, it's like that they are still underrepresented. Um, How, how you would say what would what could help or what would be good um, good things to do to um, bring this more on an equal level? I mean, it's both sides, you know. Um, when you said lack of, I would say 2%, which is even like <laughs> nothing, you know. 
Um, but it's, I see it and I'm always saying this, this is both sides, uh, I would say, responsibility or mission. Because I do still see a lot of, I would call it men, okay, just to, to talk the gender thing, um, that they are not, not letting women, um, you know, getting into their, 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 their door, let's say. It's still absolutely existing, mainly if you will see board members, you know, of, of, of um, corporates and so on. There's almost, what can I say, zero women usually there. Um, and, uh, you know, we are also very close to FIDA and other organizations that we're all on the same mission. The question is, like, not talk about this, but do it, you know, how we implement that. So for me, with W Launch, we're actually doing this. With, uh, with, uh, with the, the fund of fund, we absolutely do it because if they don't have it, we're not, we're not going to invest in them. But um, it's absolutely also on, I would say, huge responsibility on, in the, on the woman uh, part because uh, these are things that sometimes you're dealing with something, but sometimes when you have the big picture, you see a different way. And yes, today, you know, I'm not 20-something I'm not anymore, also not 30-something anymore. So I can say that there are a lot of talent ladies, super talent ladies, that are not there to dream big. They are not there to really, really walk the talk, you know, build your company, push it forward. Um, a lot of them are really, what can I say, are not feeling the ownership that they need to feel. We are, we are dealing with it so much. Like in W Launch, you know, we have an amazing team uh, member, new team member, Janine. And she's actually came from workshop and, and, and coaching, which is something that I ne never touched. You know, I'm so focused on the business and the numbers, but it actually has to start within. So maybe this is answering your question. When you do believe in what you do and you do, you know, you can close your eyes and see yourself in five years actually achieving what you dream to achieve, you will get there. You will get there. You only need the right, you know, infrastructure network which we are also building and Berlin is the right place to be. But there's a lot of women, global, of course, it's not local, it's a global issue, that are not there enough. And another thing is those ladies that already been there, done that, and they are very, I would say, high position or decision makers, they have to understand this is fantastic that they, they win it, they, they, they became successful, but they have to see them the responsibility or the commitment to pull up others. It's, it cannot be, you know, it cannot be that you are the only woman around the table when it comes to board members. You have to take responsibility or try to, to um, I would say, to impact or to influence from the inside to have others as well. Yeah. So it starts always with uh, setting the goal and getting your own vision and then it has a high chance to, to get fulfilled. Um, you, had a, you had a great journey. Um, would you say it was different, the journey as a woman? Or would you say that doesn't, didn't play a role? Oh, yes, it is. I mean, <laughs> okay, I would say this way. As much as I'm grown up, it's 
taking less and less role <laughs> as much as I was younger. Oh my God, yes, of course. Like I did all the, all the mistakes. Um, you know, sometimes, you know, we talked about that when we did like fantastic evening in Tio Mobility. Uh, they have an initiative that's called Women in Tio, which I'm supporting because I love it and this is so important. Um, and we talked about, you know, how you dressed. It just came up as a topic. Um, and usually I'm dressing a suit, you know, this is how I feel like better, or I don't know, this is kind of like feel comfortable. Um, but it's not necessarily the right way for everyone. But, you know, when you come to talk with your investors or pitching in front of five guys in VC, there are a lot of young ladies that are doing a lot of mistakes with, you know, the message that they're sending. So there's a lot of topics to talk about or let's say to, to, to share with them the challenges, the, 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 the mindset. I think it's mostly uh, the mindset. So journey is one thing, but if you are learning during this journey and not doing the same mistakes, you are in the right you know, journey, I would say. So and what, what would you say are the, the main, main mistakes which are, are done out of your, your perspective? So you can choose out of 100. <laughs> like um, be super flatter from, with the first check, you know, that so-called business angel gave you. Done. Bad idea. Um, dressing like you are feeling very sexy and attractive. Done. <laughs> Wrong idea. Um, you have two seconds, you know, what you want to, to address or to, to message that you want to send. And, you know, I mean, back then we said like, you have five minutes, forget it. It's one second. Um, and, and today I would say in the, in the other side, when I'm seeing ladies pitching almost every day and, um, you feel it in, in, in two seconds, you know, you feel it if she's going to deliver or not, it's just there. So when you see it so much again and again, you just build some sensors, you know, you just smell it. So I did all the mistakes, believe me. But the only thing that I can say is when and if I did a mistake, I never did it twice. So I learned and I learned so much, uh, you know, every day I'm still learning so much. Um, And I think you, like all of us, if you are entrepreneur, you have to keep your mindset open. Would you say it boils down to um, just be yourself and that's okay and trust, trust, trust the feedback, trust the journey? I would say be genuine with yourself. I mean, what is be yourself? You know, everyone can feel that they are yourself, but sometimes they're doing a lot of mistakes and, and sending the wrong message while you know I see a lot of people not necessarily women that they are fantastic but the message that they are or how they start to pitch their product it's totally wrong so um, be very honest or genuine or ask yourself okay I have a product I'm working on this for one year is it really going somewhere this is really what the market needs Be open for feedback, you know, reshape it. No product came to the market and stayed the same, you know. You have to grow with the feedback, with the, with the market, with uh, Popo Corona, you know. We're all reshaping and adapting to the situation. 
Um, and those entrepreneurs, those founders are big success. It's always like that. And, um, and this is a journey. This is absolutely a journey. And I think you should look at the mirror and ask yourself what I'm working at. Is it really good solution? Really the world need that? And if all those questions, those answers are yes, you have to keep going and push it. If not, just, you know, kind of like reshape it or rethink what it is and, and, and come back with something that is very, very sharp to the market. Or do something completely else. <laughs> I mean, I saw as well, you know, we see in textiles phenomenal people that sometime in three months they reshape it for like, you know, totally different product, but they are still amazing. You know, they keep going, they understand the market, they close some customers only because they were flexible enough and open to listen to the market. Yeah, exactly. So, um, You had probably most of your life always a family next to your business adventures. Yeah. How do you handle the topic work-life balance? Oh, uh, you want to talk about my mother? <laughs> uh, being a mother. Um, you know, I think in the last workshop that you came, we talked about find the best partner. Um, and I have to tell you, like, you have to reshape or not to shape to actually build your life at the way you want this is also part of what you asked me before like be genuine you know if if i'm capable of deliver like i'm a good executor for my dreams uh if not bring other people to support that but i was always a mother while i was in tel aviv i will be very honest i had tons of support from the family um when i went to china michael my husband always came with me you know as a head of designer and so on so which means the kids were at home for two or three weeks at least um and we had tons of support all the time um but being a mother was always first priority which means like everything i'm doing so i would say this is mirroring a lot of who i am It's, are my kids proud of what I'm doing? Um, is my husband, um, um, you know, um, supporting what I'm doing? It's not doubting myself. It's actually giving myself other um, empowering tools and understanding that I'm in the right phase. So being a mother, and I know that in Germany, it's kind of like still a topic because a lot of the ladies, it doesn't matter how smart they are, they have the feeling that they have to choose. But I have to tell you that in other ecosystems, it's not even an option. You know, for example, a Facebook CEO in Tel Aviv, she has five kids. No one is doubting her ability. So I gather a lot of support around myself. But, um, you know, my kids are, actually grew up with it. Like if we had a company, so you will see my daughter on the packages, you know? And if we did like a launching, a big launching, so they were like the model with their friend. So you actually combine everything together and build your life as a one package that has to, to, to function as an oil machine, you know? Uh, because there's no other way. Yeah. So if you take your business seriously, your family is just 
included and also a part of the whole of the whole one thing. Cool. Yeah, and this is also for fathers and also for mothers. But being a mother, you know, it actually makes you much more efficiency. You cannot spend time. You know, we talked about two to uh, people that they, they are not run too fast or they're not uh, pushing too fast. If you are a parent, I would say, you have to be efficient. So you cannot spend time on things that are not important. So it's making you multitasking, but much more efficiency. Yeah. So what are your favorite books? Um, I have to tell you that I'm reading so much And I'm reading people, not books. I mean, okay. I have a lot of people that I'm kind of like following and so on. Um, and I have to tell you that there was one book that really changed my life. And changed my life in a sense that the person that actually recommended this to me, um, I was, I think, 27, something like this. And it's called uh, The Blue Ocean Strategy. I recommend okay. this a lot of time, again and again. But this is things that showing you how much, you know, in German we call it Heiße Luft, you know, kind of like bullshit mm -hmm. stuff. And, and this is something that's showing you how much energy you put in your business on the bullshit stuff or on those that actually they are money or, or um, um, you know, um, revenue channels and so on and yeah. since then this focused me so much how to look at this and the main 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 concept and maybe this will answer your first question the 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 best entrepreneurs the best idea sometimes are not even looking at their competitors like they're, they're always competition you know direct competition indirect competition But if you build something that is so genuine with yourself, you're actually building a blue ocean. And blue ocean, which means you are raising a new category. Like no one can really compete you 100%. You know, they can bring something like or near, but not exactly like yourself. Yeah. And this is exactly what I brought as W Launch to Germany. This is truly things that wasn't here before. And this is exactly what's going to be with the fund of fund, but working with tons of other partners, you know, empowering all the people around while you build your own blue ocean. Yeah, cool. Yeah, sounds interesting. And the last question, which would be interesting, if you could go back in time to your 18-year-old self, what would you tell her? 18. Oh my God, I was in the army. <laughs> I would say, um, I would say, I would say, um, trust yourself. Um, trust your instinct. I learned to use my intuition not early enough, unfortunately. Um, We have a good sensors that we have to use them business-wise. I mean, everything, but I'm focused on the business right now. Um, yes, absolutely. And I think at the moment that I really found myself within my business, it was, it was really went to the right direction. You know, the company where, 
you know, uh, did a bigger impact. Suddenly, great deals came, and and you know that the energy was flowing in in the right way. And I think it's really, really within who you are and what you bring. Because if you feel um, like you kind of like copy paste from something or from something that you wrote and it's not genuine freestyle, you know, like before the podcast, we said like, come on, freestyle, you know, and, and it has to be like this. It has to be genuine because if it's really yourself, you don't have to be afraid from nothing. Partners will come, energy will come, good people will enter to your life. And I would love to tell to myself, definitely 18, um, to trust this, you know, to build it as earlier as I could. Yeah, cool. Awesome. So thank you very much. Thank, thank you, you much. so much for this smart question. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you for being part, a part in the podcast. And um, I would say until next time, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.